Is podcast time. Hey everybody, how's it doing? Welcome back to Thoughtfully Absent-Minded. I'm your host, Sim. Thank you for dropping by, saying hello, telling me how you're really feeling. Today, I, I kind of just, there's uh, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about, really, but um, the first thing is, like, I'm, I think, I'm pretty sure... All of my neighbors, like, all of the houses in my neighborhood around my house, I'm pretty sure they all just, for some reason, have, like, this level of resentment or disdain towards us. Not, like, this deep-seated hatred, but sort of just like a, oh, great, those guys. And here's my theory as to why, right? Um, Over the past 23 years that I have lived at this house... Each one of our neighbors in the, the, I would say the, the five neighbors around us, right? So you have like your neighbor on the left, your neighbor on the right, the one directly behind you, and then the diagonal ones, right? Every single one of those, except actually one of the fifth, the one that's like on the diagonal over there, they haven't actually done this. But every single house in our general vicinity has over the course of the past 10 years put up seven foot tall privacy fences on all sides of our backyard. Um, all of them. One by one. One by one, they all rose up, and one by one, they're not falling. I'll tell you that much. They're pretty sturdy-looking fences. Um, I think first started with the ones uh, back diagonal of us. Um, and I don't think we had any involvement with those guys. Um... They themselves uh, are like the father is the pastor of a Mormon church nearby. Um, it's like just a couple blocks away from us, actually. But um, he, um, that's their family. And I know Mormons, as much as I have a, I do like Mormons, from my general understanding, they do generally like their privacy and their sort of separateness from general society. They very much like to be involved right? Like, they go on their mission, they spend two years in some random place that's literally just them doing good shit to try and evangelize and to learn. Um, and they they don't shy away from incorporating themselves and integrating into different groups, but very much, I feel like, on their day-to-day, they like to be separated from people just so they have their own space. Like, every Mormon's home life is an introverted home life. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just kind of how it feels. Like, once they're home, they don't want you know, like, that's their house. They don't want anyone seeing their shit. They just want to, this is their home life, and they don't want anyone else uh, intruding on their home life. I don't know. The point is, they were the first ones to do it, and I don't really think we had any involvement in that. Um, But there are 
there's one that I know we have direct involvement with, and another one that I'm kind of sure about, but not 100%. Um, so, they did that first. And we have our side neighbors, right? The ones to, I'm going to say, like, facing forward, front-facing the house. Like, me standing in the doorway looking across the street. Is it going to be my left and right? References for this. So, my left-hand neighbor... That's what I'm going to say. My left-hand neighbor. They, we have had a dog for a very, very long time. We did back in the day. We had a dog when we I was, when I was born. We had puppies like very shortly after I was born. So we had dogs for like maybe 16, 14 years, I think. 16 years, I think. Um, we originally had two. But one of them was one of those dogs that was like, we, we got him and we trained him. But it was like one family member trained him a certain amount and was like, oh, this is too much work. And then me being a sweet little young boy who was like, oh, I want to I wanna train this dog. Come on, let me let me help the dog. Um, and he was like, here, fucking you just deal with it. Don't I don't want to deal with this anymore. You raise it if you like the dog so much. And I didn't. Um, <laughs> I spent time with the dog. I went outside and played with the dog, um, which slowly like stopped happening as the years went on. I didn't do it as frequently. Which is kind of bad, but the the point the point is this dog was an outdoor only dog because it did not get house trained, so it would bark a lot outside. Um, uh, bark a lot, uh, at different hours of the night. Um, well, actually, at the night at night we we put him in the garage and he had his like a he had a a a, a crate in there that he slept in. Um, we had like a bunch of pillows and cushions. It was nice. I don't know. I don't know how many people who are like. I don't know what is and what is not animal abuse because we did not physically abuse this dog. Um, but I don't know if someone would be like, you put your dog in a crate at night. What are you, monsters? Oh, fucking. Um, so anyways, um, he would he would bark at different hours of the day and our neighbors would get kind of annoyed. I don't think they ever like directly came to us and said like, hey, shut your dog up. They would be just like, yeah, dog's barking, dog's barking again. Yep. And I think they eventually got back at us because um, shortly after our dog passed, they got their own dogs. They got two of them. So clearly they were waiting for a specific moment. Maybe it just happened to be the same same time <laughs> as that our dog passed that they were like, oh, now our whatever isn't living in the house anymore. So let's get two dogs. Um, That would bark at different hours of the day. Uh, but that doesn't happen anymore. I don't know if their dog's passed or what, but, um, the point is they were very passive aggressive about our dog barking and they eventually, they were like the second one to put up their fence. Um, so they didn't have to like deal with us and what went on in our backyard, which was nothing except of the dog. So they were the first, they were the second ones to do it. Um, the third was actually our neighbors right behind us. And that was kind of it was one of those it wasn't like they were annoyed with us or anything like that um it was that they had built fences on the two sides of their backyard but we still had a fence running in between our backyard and their backyard and the fence was really old and beat up and uh, it's just old and fucked up and one day my dad and they had a very large so for a long time, that house was just sort of, it was, from my understanding, it was owned by a company, and they would let people who were, like, visiting town with that company stay in that house. 
Um, and so there were a lot of different people in and out of there as I was growing up. But the house was never for sale um, or anything because it was owned by one company. But eventually a family moved in there and like bought the house or whatever and started renovating it and shit. And they had a very large white dog. I don't know what breed it was, but it was a very big white fluffy dog. A very big white fluffy dog. And he, um, there was a day when my dad was mowing the the grass. He was just mowing the yard. And the dog, like, jumped up on the fence and started, like, barking at him very aggressively. And then, like, the fence, like, fell over a little bit um, because it was very old and really just time had destroyed this boy. This boy being the fence. And, um... And dog almost attacked my dad. And my dad was like, hey, so I don't want to be mean. I want to be rude. This is me paraphrasing. I don't know the exact conversation that went down, but I don't think my dad would be, like, super a dick about it. He went up there and he was probably just like, hey, so um, your dog almost attacked me, and now the fence is broken. And they were like, oh, shit, our bad, sorry. And they already had, like, the two parts of their fence, but they didn't do the back one because they didn't need to because we still had a fence. They were like, uh... Ooh, okay, you got it. This is our bad. We fucked up that fence, and our dog almost ate your face. So we're gonna we're gonna put a we're gonna put a we're gonna put a fence up there, and they put a fence there. And then the last one was our neighbors to the right, our right hand neighbors. We didn't have a bad history with them. Um, actually, it was an elderly couple, and the the woman had the same first name as my grandmother. Uh, well, my grandmother was like, instead of like Mary, it was Mary Sue, Mary Lou, you know, I know what it actually is, but I, I was questioning whether or not to say the the real one on the web, but my grandma's kind of probably going to pass uh, in the next five or 10 years, probably. So I, I don't think she'll be too upset that I said her full name on here anyways. So yeah, it was like Mary. Her name was Mary. My grandma's name was Mary Lou. And so, and we had the same last name. So we would mix mail up a lot. They would like accidentally put the wrong stuff in the wrong mailbox. And we were kind of on buddy-buddy terms with them as far as I'm aware. Like we didn't directly interact with them. But, um, but they very much like weren't ever passive aggressive towards us. I don't think they had any reason to not like us. Um, it was just like a very like, uh, resting bitch-faced old man. Not in a rude way. Uh, God rest his soul. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying, like, he always had this or mad. But from my understanding, he was actually just a nice guy, and that was just how his face looked from every interaction that I remember, like, my parents having with him or anything like that. Um, And they just ended up filling out that fence, I think, because they already had, like, their their back neighbor, which was the corner ones, the Mormons that had already done theirs. And then, like, all of the other neighbors around had done it. And they were just like, eh, why not? Our fence between us is dead anyways. And they just did that. And I don't think they have fences on the other sides of their houses or anything. I think they just did that for for us. Because they were just like, you've got, like, three, you've got, like, two-thirds of a fence here. Let's just give you just that one. Um, But that's why I think most of our neighbors don't like us that much even though they don't know us because they never interact with us and they never talk with us. So that's, that's just theory, I guess. This is uh, a neighborhood theory. Um, Hello, Internet, and welcome to v- Neighbor Watch Theoryhood. All right, now you, know, you all know what time it is. 
We're gonna we're gonna read some uh, some excerpts, chapter two of "Put It in My Butter." And this is chapter two, Paul's day at home. Paul awakened from his icy cold slumber. He took a minute to reflect on what had happened last night. It had been another great time with his love, Paula. Paul only dreaded the fact that he wasn't human, so he could be with Paula all the time. As Paul was thinking, he knew there was only one thing to do. Summon the one, and only. The Butter God! Paul prepared all the satanic rituals to summon him. Although Paul knew there were risks that followed the ritual, he knew it was the only way he could please his love like she had pleased him. Paul lit a joint. He was trying to ease his nerves. I'm coming, baby girl. Paul said as he began to summon the one and only Butter God. Suddenly, a flash of light appeared, and there he was, the Holy God. He was a enormous butter stick with a smoking hot bod, open parentheses, sexy, right? Thinking about it makes you all buttery. Close parentheses. Anyway, <laughs> Paul couldn't believe his eyes. He was finally here to hopefully grant his wish. Then, the Butter God placed his enormous yaoi-like hands on Paul's shoulder. Oh shit, boy, what up? He says in the most sexiest Morgan Freeman-like voice. I, I like to be a human so I can be with my true love, Paul says, stammering a bit. Lol, okay. Then, the Butter God stood back, and flame-like lights came out of his hands and onto Paul. What's happening to me? Paul says, practically screaming at the Butter God. I'm transforming you into a man, Lolke fam. Then suddenly... Paul became to lose consciousness and passed out. Whoa. Well, see you later, fam. Then the god disappeared. Uh, leaving. Oh, no, I lost my place on the page. Oh, God. Oh, God, what is wrong with, what is wrong with this website? Leaving the newly transformed Paul on the ground. Thanks everybody for stopping by and listening to me talk about the fan thing. Um, I would like to say thank you all for listening in. Um, if you like the show, share it with your friends. Maybe. Um, it can be found on iTunes, Spotify, um, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, you'll be able to find thoughtfully absent-minded. Um, I guess that's it. Uh, thank you guys, and I'll see you. Next time.
Awfully absent-minded Come and see Yeah Come and see